You're listening to a 10 Minutes on Tuesday podcast for Propel. I'm your host, James Haken from Elliot's. Thank you for downloading and enjoy. I'm here with Peter Borge-Neal, founder and CEO of Oakman Inns at the Navigation Inn at Cosgrove, and it's your latest venture. Uh, thank you for joining us on 10 Minutes on Tuesday. Nice to see you, James, and I'm glad you like the pub. It's, uh, I've got to say, it's become somewhat of a regular with me, in fact, this and uh, one of your other venues, so you don't need to tell me too much about, uh, about what it is you do, but for the listeners that maybe don't know exactly what it is you do or your kind of concept, clearly it's pubs, but do you want to tell us a bit about the company? The concept, when we started, was very much about being a sort of evolved pub, if you, if you like the modern pub. Some of it seems to be very, very mainstream when you look at it now, but when we were putting our thoughts together, um, things like all-day dining and uh, free internet were actually quite progressive ideas. Now they're, they're, they've become, a, become an expectation. And what we've tried to do over the years is to keep on evolving. It's about what pubs should be. You know, when you're building a pub, I don't know why you would you know, recreate a Victorian pub. They were very good pubs, but they are built with a purpose. Now the, the environment's different. There's much more interest in, in, in dining out rather than just drinking out. Uh, we take 50% at least of our money from, from females, so it drives a different offer. You know, people are living different. They're, they're time poor. They have different expectations. So they plan their lives differently. They, they need flexibility. So we've We've just tried to keep that going, and, and, and sometimes when you're growing the business at pace, you do forget to evolve the concept when you're kind of just building bricks and mortar. So, you know, I do try to make sure that now and again I just stop and, and start to think and make sure I look at um, the market, I look at people's behaviour, I talk to kind of younger people you know, about their habits, and I try to kind of follow transit trends and just make sure that we are gently evolving with it. You know, we don't have to be the coolest thing in the industry, but we just need to understand where things are going directionally and just make sure that we're, we're in step. Um, uh, so that's, that's the concept. It, you know, it, it's not a niche concept, so I can't put it in a single sentence, but it's very driven. Um, it's a customer-centric business, and it's about delivering quality. Um, and the way we achieve that is, is through amazing people. It's making sure we've got the right ideas, we've got the right buildings in the right locations, and then get people inspired and engaged about what we're trying to do. It's a company. Uh, we, were, we were formed 10 years ago, started trading eight years ago, funded mainly by EIS. We did have some CD debt for a while, but we paid that back. Um, so we really put together about 15 million quid of uh, shareholder funds. Um, and we, we're very focused on, on the journey, on building a great business. We, we don't get up in the morning, um, or something I don't get up in the morning, <laughs> we think about uh, exit, I get up, think about how we can be a better business, how we can be more successful. And, uh, you know, I, I guess some form of exit will come one day. Um, it may not be a sale. Could, might just refinance, management buyout, we might list, you know, I don't know. It's just not, it's not, not what I worry about. It's worry about being good at what we do. It's very interesting. You've obviously talked quite a bit about people and during 2015 it was quite a big year with the uh, Publican Award for Best Employer and also Sunday Times Top 100 Company listing, which were really impressive. I suppose is there is there a secret to to those successes or no 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 secret no um, 
no particular magic. I think it's just about um, focus. Um, we we really really believe in having engaged people. Um, we make sure that sounds a bit arrogant. We we attempt to ensure that we recruit people with, with the right attitude, the right raw material. Um, and from there on, we want to kind of inspire them, explain what we do, and why. Um, and you know, we, we find that you know people are really, really interested. They really like the fact that we're trying to do things the right way. They like our community quality. They like the way that we contribute to our communities. Um, they like the way we behave in terms of sustainability. So they, they want to be part of our family. Um, once they've got the vision, once they're inspired by it, you then move on to the next bit, which is education. They need to know how. Um, so they already you know, know why, they know what we want to do. Um, so we, so we, we, we then seek to give them the skills. And we've invested very heavily this year in something called Ognology, which gives a platform to um, enable people to be the best they can be a little bit more quickly and under their own steam. After that, it's about measurement and, and therefore being able to catch people doing things well and, and uh, reward them. Put a huge amount of effort into reward and recognition. And I think particularly uh, recognition of, of all the things that I've done different in the last couple of years. It's just been about um, the whole piece of catching people doing things right. Uh, we have a thing called, called a Heart of Oakman Award where you know, anyone who works in the organisation who sees a colleague doing something a bit beyond, all they need to do is, is a text, a Facebook message, an email to HR, they can send a, a, a congratulatory card and a, a small gift to that person. And it's just you know, encouraging the right kind of culture. And we found that really, really effective. And you, you then sort of just keep on doing more of the same. You, 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 you keep on repeating your message, you keep on driving education, you keep on saying thank you. Um, and if you if you're persistent with that and you've attracted the right people in the first place, it, it just starts to work after a period of time. And what starts to happen is people enjoy what they're doing because they're good at it and, and they're getting the right kind of feedback um, from us and from the customers. Do you think that that's something that's hard to, harder to continue as you grow? Or do you think it's about culture from the beginning and that's, that will set through? Um, well, I think there's six stages. I think culture at the beginning, I had the right idea. Um, and in the very early stages, I, you know, I had my kind of band of merry men and women around me who were all believers and we were all flying out together. And then suddenly we had 100 people and some of them I didn't even know their names. And then I suddenly realised, hey, you can't just wandering around, you know, having kind of, you know, cosy conversations with people. You've got to somehow get help, you've got to get more people talking to more people and, and training and advising and thanking. Um, and we've built the infrastructure around it, we've, we've built a lot around um, Jill, our head of HR, who, who sort of drives sort of the delivery in, in, you know, in particular. Um, but everyone's engaged and we, we quickly sort of got it right for that size of the organisation and we're very, very clear about growing with it. Arguably, as you get bigger, it, it should become um, easier to deliver some bits because you can afford to pay for them. You know, because some of it is about money. You know, having the platform for, for, for the training thing needs funding. Um, so, 
to my mind, it's just a challenge of keeping it together. It's not an option. You can't... If you, if, if you think you can't grow your company and keep your people engaged, and don't grow your company. It's just not a good thing to do. So, yeah, to me, the challenge is more the other way around. It is we have to keep on engaging our people. We have to make, you know, our 40th pub have the same passion as our first... I guess if I if I suddenly realise I can't do that, that I, I, I don't know how to, then then may, maybe that's when I either get out of the way and, and let someone better run the business or, or, or we sell it. But no, it, it is not an option to drop um, the standard of our approach to people. That's really great to hear. One of the things that strikes me is that uh, you're not necessarily someone that hides below the parapet and sometimes I think it's very you're clearly out and about and quite vocal with some subject matters. <laughs> uh, one of them is clearly around some of the, the government policy, and it's interesting that obviously the apprenticeship levy is, uh, is coming into effect or is going through, through the process at the moment. Is that something you have a viewpoint on? Well, that's very nicely put. Some people are, are less kind. Um, gobby, I think, is one, uh, one term that has been used. I, I, I mean, it's just, you know... I mean, ultimately, if I'm asked the question, I, I would tend to answer it. I mean, the, generally, I've been very supportive of what this government, uh, you know, has done. I think it is very, um, they've possibly done a lot better job for our industry than the alternative government. So I think we should remember to be a little bit grateful that we've got this government. But now we've got them for five years, we need to now make them do the right things for us. Um, and I, I see the apprenticeship levy as, as, as slightly farcical. It's another payroll tax. I don't think it's going to do much to impact um, people um, and their approach to apprenticeships. Indeed, if people are only doing it because they can get government grants and everything else, I don't think they're doing it with the right approach. People should invest in apprentice because they want those young people to grow their skills and become part of, 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 of the team going forward. Um, not to take advantage of, of a, a sort of loophole grant trading rate. So what I'd like the government to do is to tax us less and let us get on with it. Some substantial growth in 2015. What's the plan for 16? Um, we'd like to um, grow the existing business bigger in terms of we'd like each place to sell more. We're, we've run through a quarter of double-digit life-like growth. So the first challenge is try to, to maintain that. Um, I think we can because that, that's a very real number. The comps number is, is the same as the lifelike number. Um, so that's the first challenge. Then we'd like to add some more pubs this year. Um, we're thinking about six. It could actually be more. And we've built the infrastructure ready to do that. So we, we, uh, we got ready for the burst of expansion we had last year, for the six we had then. Um, we've added more people. Um, so we, we've... We've, if you like, we've, we've got the structure required to drive the business and drive growth in place before we um, put the bricks and mortar. So that obviously drives quite a high central cost, but I think it's the right thing to do. And I, I do think we will open at least six in the next calendar year. Indeed, I've got three of them in the bag. Thank you so much for your time. I think we're going to have to wrap it up there, but it's, uh, it's been really inspirational. I think the uh, talking to people like you is what I wanted the podcast to be about. And... Uh, I really do think that, for me, my whole my career has been about hospitality and I'm super passionate about it, even from the side of the fence that I'm on now. And clearly, uh, it's your massive passion too.
Nie, taki. Na no,